0: Athlete Mindset is part of the Source Podcast Network. At Source, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're growing this one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you by searching Source on your social media app of choice. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network. The KazSource Podcast Network. This is the Athlete Mindset Podcast, and it's all about mental health and sports. Presented and produced by Sporty e Plus, part of the Source Podcast Network. Athlete Mindset is hosted by Lisa Bontasumi. Lisa is a therapist and mental performance consultant to high-performing athletes at the youth, collegiate, and professional levels. Lisa also works with teams, coaches, and other members of the sports ecosystem. The Athlete Mindset Podcast is a space for conversations with athletes, coaches, practitioners, and stakeholders in sports. And it's where those individuals share their perspectives, experiences, and thoughts on mental health in sports. I am Eric Kazimov, founder of KazSource and the creator of Sports E Plus. I'm hosting the Athlete Mindset Podcast on this platform as I deeply believe these conversations are essential and deserve to be prioritized.
1: Two, three, one, two, three, let's go. Hi there and welcome back to Culture in Action presented by Whistle. My name is Alexa Dobler, and I'm excited to be your host again this month because today is National Girls and Women in Sports Day. The Women's Sports Foundation has invited groups and organizations to celebrate this day by participating in local gatherings, creating online events, and we figured what a perfect day to talk about our next cultural pillar, mental wellness. And who better to talk to than our guest today, Lisa Bontasumi. Our guest this month is Lisa Bontasumi. She is a psychotherapist with over 23 years of clinical experience. She is also the mental health and sports performance coach for the Oakland Roots Sports Club, as well as founder of Ath Mindset, which is a diverse team of psychotherapists and mental performance consultants. She is an accomplished speaker and podcast host. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Hi, Alexa. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure.
2: I've been excited about it all day. I'm, I'm excited to chat with you.
1: Great. So, before we jump into sort of question and answer type stuff going on, I would love for you to explain a little bit about your background and Ath Mindset and sort of the inspiration and what you guys do there.
2: Oh, thank you so much. So, my background I am a licensed clinical social worker, so a therapist, psychotherapist, those are all synonymous terms. I've been working in the field for over 20 years and recently pivoted to work primarily with high-performing elite athletes inspired by my daughter, which is funny enough. So I've been going along, minding my business, serving the clients that I (laughs) serve, which prior were BIPOC individuals. So black, brown people, couples, worked in the community, did supervision. But come to find out, my daughter started getting serious about softball She's a sophomore now and she wants to play in college, works really hard, but she struggled with lack of belief, perfectionism. Like if I stuck on the field, I suck as a person type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, that ain't going to really work. So <laughs> with my experience as a therapist using cognitive behavioral techniques, I was able to help her to shift her negative thinking, sometimes called cognitive distortions, to help her stay positive in her mind sense, positive in how she addresses herself and how she talks to herself. And then she started feeling better about herself as a person, started performing better on the field. Her team noticed it. They were like, hey, can you do some work with our team? It became, can you do some work with our organization? And then I was like, oh, wait, this is awesome. It helped me get back in touch with my own competitive athlete self from back in the day. And yeah. it was an environment and atmosphere that I was like, I want to do this day in and day out every day I want to shift. So... Went back to school, supplemented my LCSW with mental performance consulting skills and tools. I'm an exam away from actually getting my certification in that. So that was awesome. It's, it was a long road. I can't thank my partner enough for his support in helping, supporting me with our children, with our family, our life, our marriage. So that's that's a long answer, but basically inspired by my um, daughter to kind of make the shift working now with the Oakland Roots Sports Club and through that visibility and the work there you know people have asked me oh you you do this pretty cool work with this professional soccer team can you work with our league our team my son my daughter my sibling my organization i was like oh shoot there's a definite need i can't do it all so i built ath mindset awesome. and ath mindset basically is a team of um licensed mental health clinicians and those pursuing their license and then certified mental performance consultants and those pursuing their certification to work not only for mental performance in life, which is more the therapy side, but also in their field of play in their, in their preferred sport. So managing performance on the field while it's happening and then managing their, their performance in life and making sure they have the most, you know, optimal mental health all the way around.
1: That is so great and so needed. This will be airing on National Girls and Women's in Sports Day. So before we get into sort of some of the challenges and things that might arise with sports and being an elite athlete, what are some of the positive parts that sports can add to girls and young women into their lives, into their mental wellness, some of those positive things that you see come out of sports?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think I don't think I would be the woman I am without my sport and my sporting experience. I know my daughter wouldn't be because you learn so much. You learn how to be a leader not just verbally with your words, but non-verbally with your actions. You learn how to work within a team. You learn to know your role, how to communicate with your other teammates, how to take direction and coaching from your coaches. You know how to show up even when it doesn't feel good. You learn your body, how your body feels, how your body shifts from week to week and month to month the needs that it takes to fuel it, the needs that it takes to rest it, you're in touch with your body in a way that I don't think folks who don't use their body to perform or exercise or or work in have that awareness. Gosh, I could go on and on. But I think a lot of those these things I'm talking about are transferable. It's transferable knowledge and skills that we use in life, in the classroom, at a job, on a board, And so there's so many life lessons that we learn in the microcosm of playing your sport, which, you know, you can't unlearn. You now know it. So how do you take it forward in the rest of your life and into the future? So
1: yeah, no, and that's beautiful. And when we think about mental health in the area of sports, I think one of the things that we are doing a good job now of starting to talk about it a lot more, maybe removing some of that stigma. And we've been talking about being proactive and not just reactive when it comes to mental health and wellness, meaning we take care of our physical health before there's a problem that arises. And sometimes when people hear Mm -hmm. mental health or mental wellness, they think, oh, that's because an issue arises but there is a way to care for your mental health and wellness. And I would love to hear kind of that proactive approach. What are things athletes can do, but really anybody, but maybe in particular athletes could do to help shape that positive mental health and wellness in their life? Absolutely. I mean, I
2: think it starts with conversations like these. It starts with taking a stigma away from talking about what mental health is. Too often people take mental health and mental illness as the same. Mental health and mental illness is synonymous, but that's not true. So there's still a lot of stigma around the language that we're using and how we describe it. So I always try to, you know, everywhere I speak to kind of like break down the stigma by simplifying it and saying like our mental health is how we think, feel and behave, period. Right. Yeah. And how our thoughts, emotions and behaviors are used to deal with stress and cope with stress on a daily basis are helped help us make choices, help us be positive in our relationships, whatever that might be, our teammates, with our parents, our significant other, our friends. So let's not overcomplicate it. You know, mental health is simply that and we all have mental health just like we all have physical health. So Mm -hmm. I like my sport ecosystems I interact with and with my athletes to see it as synonymously as physical health. So if in physical health, we work from a preventative standpoint, we work from a wellness standpoint. We work from trying to, if there's a physical ailment going on, we want to understand it by getting a diagnosis. So then we know how to help ourselves, how to treat it, how to recover, right? how to intervene on our own behalf or with the support of an athletic trainer or orthopedic doctor or sports medicine staff or whatever. Same thing with mental health. We want to try to keep it as strong as possible. So from a preventative standpoint, we don't wait till there's a mental illness, just like we don't wait till there's a physical illness. We want to address it. We want to have self-awareness and know what our signs and symptoms might be that are leading us down to more of a less mentally healthy space than we want. So just using that language in parallel and making sure that we are taking care of our mental health, again, how we think, feel, and behave from the get-go, from the start, that that it's a regular practice just like working out and exercising. We're doing that to keep our body strong. What is your mental exercise? What is your mental training that helps you stay sharp and like on point in life and in your sport?
1: Yeah. And I noticed on your social media, I love math mindset, social media, you often are sharing those things that you can do to positively impact your mental health, right? Like take a walk, listen to music, right? Like all those, even just small things that help buoy that mental health into a good space that is outside of your sport. And I think that's absolutely.
2: Thank you. Yeah, you're talking about our Mindset Mondays, yes. Monday, Monday Mindset, whatever. Yes. I sometimes don't know. It's M- <laughs> hashtag MM. Um, but my interns take care of that. You know, right yeah. now, you know, our newest intern is Allison Schmidt. She's a professional swimmer. She is a former uh, Olympian. So, you know, People with lived experience in sports are coming in and wanting to learn how to help and bring their lived experience to their training and education to help up-and-coming athletes, which I think is amazing. So I put her in charge. That's her rotation right now to like create those things and bring those tips forward, do the research. So it's important that people know that social media just isn't about like shares and likes and pictures. It's about, for me at least giving information, knowledge, and tools so that people can, you know, take advantage of taking care of their own mental health.
1: Absolutely. So talk to me a little bit, I know you work with a lot of different age groups and elite athletes kind of in all of those age groups. Talk to me a little bit about what you see as some of the challenges or issues that might arise being an elite athlete that might be sort of unique to that space, right? That experience that might inhibit or pose some challenges
2: to their mental health. So I just spent four days at one of the colleges I have a contract with here, just came back. And I think recognizing that being in college as an athlete, well, being in college period is a huge transition, especially if you move away from home. So you're away from your original support system, the support system, you, the one that you've been used to and have and like know how to access and know how people show up. You are now in a different academic rigor than you were in high school. You are fully independent now. Like you make decisions and your mom or dad or your guardian's not gonna get you up to go to class. That's your decision now, right? Mm-hmm. There's so much more. You gotta go to where you can find the food when you know maybe your parent or guardian cooked food for you or like you knew where to get it. Right. Learning a new, new environment, learning a new culture, so to speak, of how to show up and be. So there's that. Even choosing your classes, da-da-da, right? Where is my dorm in, you know, in relation to my first class, and then maybe my second? I'm like, oh my gosh, homework is this much. So we have that, and then you add athletics on top of it. So depending on the season that you're in, you're either, you know, having two days, sometimes waking up at five am and waits, and then you go to class, and then you have practice, and then you maybe find time to eat, and then you go to your second practice, and then homework and team meeting. So there's a lot on you to show up for and be ready for. So it's a, it's a physical and mental rigor that a college student wouldn't necessarily have to juggle as much without the athletics. So we see it in our work as a unique population that has its, its unique needs and they need to be met. So just like maybe an international student or something of that case, that they're their own subunit that has their own set of needs. And it's important for us to respond and and meet those needs.
1: Right, absolutely. And I know you work with the Oakland Roots, which is a pro team. And I'm sure there are some unique challenges when they get even to that level, right? Um, The visibility of being in that sport and all that comes with it. So I'd love if you could speak a little bit about that in terms of in that pro space some of the challenges that might be presented to athletes
2: definitely I mean you're speaking to being in sort of the public eye so how do you show up in your world knowing people are watching you like you when you go to the supermarket someone might see you you might do an event for the team off the field and you have to you know exude a, a persona and a side of you that is respectful that is mature. You know, we have a lot of young kids, especially this season. We're just kicking off our third season and we need to be able to teach them how to handle the spotlight. There's also like moving away from their home state or home country, coming and getting used to the culture of the Bay Area. Oakland, how we roll here is different. (laughs) And (laughs) understanding what that's about and our commitment as a club to support our town. You know, one of our hashtags is Oakland first always and what does that mean? We play for Oakland. We play for the people of Oakland. And and how do we show the different neighborhoods and sides of Oakland? There's there's a diverse type of folk here from all walks of life, all shades of brown, black and white. And so teaching our players about the history of Oakland and serving it being, you know, this is now your job. You get paid for it. And so How do you show up to your job day in and day out? The rigor of a very long season of over 35 games. The ebb and flow of going through wins, losses, expectations, the travel. It's interesting. Some of the guys really like the travel, which is surprising to me. And some, it's very, very stressful. They're traveling away maybe from their wives or girlfriends or children. And again, some some like that because there's a break. But some, it's very hard. So they're all unique human beings and have the way that they show up to their job and the environment of their job as it changes is different. Some of our players are predominantly Spanish-speaking and how do we uh, meet that need? A predominant amount of us on the technical team and coaches are Spanish speakers as well. So that's also great to have that bridge. But yeah, this sort of a kid coming from an academy, as an academy player or college or internationally, like just the adjustment to what is the culture of of our space. And it's different too. We're a purpose-driven club. You Mm -hmm. know, we use soccer for, you know, for purpose, for to drive purpose, for community service, for equity and inclusion. And not a lot of pro teams do that or care to do that. And so with that kind of attitude, they prioritize the mental health and performance of their players and their staff. So I'm just, I feel really grateful and privileged to be able to serve that role on this team. And I know every season is just that much more exciting. Those are some of the challenges. I think there's probably a bunch more. I think just learning each other, learning the system, learning the expectations, how people communicate with one another, all of that's super important. So yeah, right now we're in our first week of training sessions. So we're, we're all excited to get it going. And it's also, you know, time to, to get to work.
1: Yeah. Well, and being a purpose-driven club, as you say, it's interesting because I think when those, that purpose is there, when there's a mission-driven organization, they tend to look at the whole versus just kind of the sport. And, and that is reflected in having you and your position with the team things like that. So I guess the next question would be, what can teams or organizations or leagues or even coaches and trainers, what things can we add to programs to help support athletes and their mental health? Yeah. I mean, I think
2: as we both know, like the roots are really special in prioritizing it in this way. And and I always say, well, like, I don't want them to be special. I want this to be the norm, you know, but like one step at a time, like I think the infrastructure of sports and certain teams don't have room for it. And so what my wish list is, I think um, the infrastructure needs to catch up to it, but at least have someone that the staff can contact or players can contact if that's not embedded within their team just yet. Knowing the community resources, knowing maybe therapists or mental performance consultants in their city or their state that can help out from a consultation, not just Again, not embedded in the team per se, maybe yet. We're going to maybe stair step to that over time. But have knowledge, understand it, like get educated, have information, at the very least have some signs and symptoms of like what you want to maybe to keep a look at in your players and staff and the technical team, just being okay about talking about it, like having conversations, like having the coaches being like, how are you today? Not like okay, what are you training on right now? Like see them as more than just a player, you know, emphasize that they're humans with other responsibilities and other aspects of their lives, just like with any job. You know, we don't just go to work. We have other things that we need to show up for and do. And I think it goes a long way when the players see that that the coaches care about that and actually ask about it. So simple stuff. Because again, it doesn't have to be big. We're not asking anybody to be a therapist. We're just asking y'all to kind of like pay attention to how someone's thinking, feeling, and behaving. Right. And making sure that that's a priority in the way that you develop your athletes to perform on the field, but also as humans and, you know, productive contributors to our society.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And also, I know you guys do a lot with your community, as you've already said. And it's interesting because when you think about that, those connections, right, um, start to breed that idea of connection. And what connection really means is connecting to people on, on a deeper level than just, this is just my job. So I'm sure some of those, even those outreach programs and stuff that the roots partake in, right, where they're out in their community, I would imagine that that would help a new player who's in a new place, a new environment, that sort of thing it kind of sends a a mission or a purpose or a message to your players for sure. So I think that's really cool too. So tell me a little bit more about Ask Mindset and what you guys are doing. So I know you are on your social media. I'm seeing that you are adding new people all the time. And is this nationwide or where is this kind of happening?
2: Thank you for the question and thank you for noticing. Like it's important (laughs) that, you know, for me, ath Mindset is not having just these two types of professionals serving the athlete population and the entire ecosystem, like referees, umpires, parents, um, ADs, et cetera. It's also developing the field of lowercase s, lowercase p, sports psychology. So I am not a sports psychologist. So that takes a doctorate. Uh, in the form of a PhD or a PsyD but as a licensed mental health clinician I work in sports psychology so that's important to differentiate so it's important for me to have up and coming professionals occupy the space of sports psychology and work either in performance or clinically or both so developing them offering consultation groups times to talk about our clients times to commune as a group but it is my goal to have an AF Mindset practitioner in every state of our United States and touch a little bit internationally because the CNPCs are not bound by state to practice, whereas the licensed therapists are. Right now, I know our professions are changing as of COVID. You know, COVID's prompted conversations about like being able to cross those state lines because there's needs and like, why wouldn't we respond? So we don't want to limit ourselves by our own policies and procedures to help people. So, so to answer your question, I want it to be national. I want it to be international. It's growing. We have probably about 20 right now practitioners. When I say practitioners, that's the umbrella of either the licensed mental health clinician or the mental performance consultant. We have men, women, brown, black, Asian, white. We have Spanish speakers. We have people from different backgrounds, socioeconomically, culturally, racially. So it's important for me to build a team that represents the sport ecosystem and it gives athletes and folks in sports the choice as to who they might want to work with and make that as liberal and as diverse as possible for them to be able to choose.
1: Well, and that's huge. That's very important. I know you've spoken on this, before in various podcasts and things but having that representation of all different backgrounds all different types of people and how important that is because really when you're talking about mental health right and especially with athletes who yeah they're young they're young (laughs) you know like these pro athletes it's like we think of them as grown adults but they are young young men and women and and to think that they would want to be open and talk to somebody, it really is important to have that representation. So thank you so much for making that sort of a priority in in your organization. I think that's amazing. Thank so, you. Yeah. So before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to share about things you guys are doing? I know you have, you're like always somewhere talking to somebody. <laughs> so I don't know if you have other things to plug, but we would love to hear about anything coming up that you're working on or anything you would just like to kind of put out there for our listeners.
2: I appreciate it. What I have learned is that the training experience I've had as a, as a therapist is not just beneficial in a therapy session or in a therapeutic relationship. I've learned that there's a way to engage in relationships, which I think are super, super important. Relationships with my partners, relationships with my clients, relationships with my team, making them, developing them, nurturing them and investing in them is is super, super important. We have a huge team. It's growing and our partners are growing. And so another way that I get some of the conversations going is through my podcast. And that's one area that I thought like, who am I to like do a podcast? Like what? But like... Basically, I tell my producers all the time, it's just, it, it's similar to a conversation or a therapy session with one of my athletes, but it's it's recorded. Right. I mean, I ask the same similar questions oftentimes. You know, I, I try to relate. I try to understand. I try to have them have share their voice and their experience. And I'm learning that people like listening to that and feel like there's value, that there is information there and experience that they get to share in that they might not otherwise have access to. So. That's really cool. I'm always going to plug my my podcast, Athlete Mindset. Yes. Listen to it <laughs> anywhere, uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever <laughs> you check out your podcast usually. And just would love to hear how you what you think about it. I'm always wanting to improve and be better. That's just in any area of my life. I always like the feedback, and so I want to continue to meet the need. And that whether I'm doing the podcast or speaking to someone like you or speaking to a group of athletes at a college or university. Or having a meeting with athletic trainers planning the next like kind of stage of services and how we want to keep engaged. So, you know, check out my website, athmindset.io. All the partners are there. There's faces of our team. There's some of our projects that are, that are up and coming, but just the opportunity, opportunity to serve is really what we're about. Like we are a purpose driven organization as well. And I'm living my personal values in my work and it just gets me up every morning in a good mood.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, that your podcast, I love listening to it because it is that like what you said, it's kind of like recording a therapy session or just sharing your stories and both triumphs and trials and things like Mm -hmm. that. I think it's really great because a lot of times, especially with athletes, right? We look at them and think they have it all together and, you know, they're just, someone we look up to and and really they are just human beings. And I think in the mental health space, it's always good to hear people's stories. I think it helps people feel less alone or less like isolated in the things that they feel. And they realize kind of everybody feels the things we feel. Right. So those stories I think are always inspiring. So I really do love your podcast and everyone should check it out because I love it.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate You're it. Welcome. Thank you for listening and taking the yeah. time.
1: Appreciate yeah. No, it's good. It's very good. And I love, it's got a wide range of different athletes and sports and men and women. And so it really gives like a really good taste of all the things, which is cool. And,
2: and, and I'm not going to spill the beans entirely because the ink hasn't dried yet, but there's another podcast I'll be doing in conjunction. The same producers, a really cool organization that I'm close with that will have a unique roster of guests. So keep an eye out for that.
1: Okay. Yes, we will keep an eye out and we will make sure to share on our socials and stuff when that drops because I'm sure it will be amazing. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. I think it is so beneficial to talk about these things that I think sometimes have taken a backseat. And I love that right now in the sports world, it's starting to be a real front seat, like thing we talk about, that it's not something anymore that we only talk sport. We talk about people and their experiences. So thank you so much for sharing with us today. Sure,
2: Alexa, thank you. and, And keep up the good work on your side, like anything I can do to support you and uplift what you're doing please let me know. I I really am impressed with all that you're growing and developing and starting. And so, you know, let me know if I can help in any way.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Lisa. And I'm sure we'll be in touch again, you know, to get your expertise on things as we move forward. So have a wonderful rest of your day and we will see you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with us at Culture in Action presented by Whistle. Be sure to tune in next month, Wednesday, March 1st, where we will be talking sustainability. And we have some speakers from Sports Alliance. It is sure to be one that will be eye-opening and full of lots of information for you. So if you are somebody that is progressing the women's game, be sure to tag us on social media so we can see your culture in action. And as always, <laughs> until next time, be bold and go out and make a difference. Thanks, everyone.
0: Athlete Mindset is part of the Source Podcast Network. At Source, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're growing this one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you by searching Source on your social media app of choice. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network. The Source Podcast Network.